Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational, brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a non-profit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. I am Marilyn Boucher. And I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And Christine Diamond has graciously agreed to come back and be on the podcast again to share some of her adventures. So just as a reminder, she was born in California. She lives in Orem. She has her cute, spunky five-year-old and is an office manager for real estate investment company. And then new fun fact, we talked about it just a little bit, but wanted to get a little bit more in depth, which is that you have a children's book. Yay, The Lonely Onion. Actually, I'm glad we get to talk about it a little bit more because I wanted to give this little story its backstory. So when I was, let's see, I graduated college. I was my newlywed and in my first place. And um, there was the, this neighbor who they said, hey, could someone bring a meal to them? Their child is sick. Well, I went over and the Aguilars, their son wasn't just sick. He had leukemia. Mm. And he was going to Primary Children's Hospital, our local children's hospital in Salt Lake. And he was in the, he, the oncology department. And so he was there constantly. Mm. So I would help babysit, watch their other kids while they had to go, and got to know the family really well. And then I was talking to his mom, Jessica, and she said, you know, he's just really lonely. Like, he gets to hang out with his siblings, but he's just really lonely. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, it's just so sad. He knows his doctors and nurses' names better than any other kids Mm. his age. He doesn't know how to interact. So um, later... Luckily, you know, he went through all the treatments and everything, and he survived, and he's now cancer-free, which is great. But he had to have um, an IEP, an individual education plan, set aside to integrate him into school as an 8-year-old who'd never been to traditional school or been around kids very much. So they had to teach him, like, how to be around other kids and have patience with him as he was learning that social skill. Yeah. So The Lonely Onion is about Lucas as The Lonely Onion um, and him integrating to be a part of the soup. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that part of it. Yeah. And so then um, in the story, Claire is this little girl who's noticed The Lonely Onion and she helps him in his journey (laughs) in the Mm -hmm. story. So yeah, yeah, that's going to be on my um, writer's website on christinediamond.com. Yeah. And it's such a sweet story and um and i love how the illustrator because you hired them how they really incorporated the story in just such a cute way um as far as how the words move on the page with the illustrations and both of them work together so well it's mm-hmm. really cute very very sweet story yeah. um and yeah especially like after quarantine a lot of kids have been dealing with a lot of like being integrated back into school too so it's very timely as well Mm -hmm. and I definitely have thought of how this book could be used as a tool for parents too um, how to talk to their kids about these difficult emotions so on the back I have questions for parents after they read it with their kids like um, 
have you felt lonely even in a group or things like mm-hmm. that to actually start the dialogue with their kids. Very cool. This is a valuable tool. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. Like you're saying, this can be applied to so many children and adults right now. Yeah. This yeah. is very, very timely and well thought out. I read it to my friend Stephanie's kids, and she has five kids who range from two to almost ten. And even her ten-year-old Jackson, who's like this tough like uh-huh. sports kid, he was listening and could relate. So yeah. even though it's for three to five-year-olds... As far as the age that's on Kindle Direct, it's a uh, it's for any kid, and also I think parents and adults could learn <laughs> to express their feelings oh, too. Yes. yes, I mean feeling lonely is a universal thing we all experience. Mm-hmm. We all experience and understand. So I yeah. think it's like you said, so so timely, so poignant for everyone. Mm-hmm. So cool, Chris. Yeah, Christine is both a wonderful creative writer who truly connects with kids. Um, but she's also, in her, in your own right, you are spunky, and you are this fun adventurer who is also a world traveler and who has had all these um, marvelous misadventures, as you say. Uh, yeah, you, you came in very excited to share uh, fun little trip mishaps that a lot of us can identify with. So she actually has two that she wants to share today. So we get... We get uh, to have two little short stories. And the first one, you said, takes place in, mm, like, probably easily my top five places I want to go in my life in the world. Um, mm, same. New Zealand. Yes. And everyone I ever know who has ever traveled to New Zealand is like, stop your life, get yourself to New Zealand. <laughs> go halfway around the world and be in New Zealand <laughs> sometime in your life. Yeah, I agree. Mm, I will back all of those other people. (laughs) Um, So it was like a 17-hour flight. So just know that you're going to watch a ton of movies or sleep on the plane. (laughs) And then then why, you know, visually or things that you experience, why go go to New Zealand? So my sister and I and basically all of our family are obsessed with Lord of the Rings. So that's like (laughs) you had to. It was on our bucket list for Hobbiton. But... Aside from Hobbiton being amazing, and I will share some of that, um, the wild and all of the like beauty of the natural climate is awe-inspiring. Like Utah, you have the northern part, which is all these beautiful rocky mountains, and then the red rock, and all these different kinds of landscapes. It's similar But then the foliage is also blended. So you have pine trees right next to like a tropical kind of tree. And Mm -hmm. it's it's an alpine island. So a lot of islands that you go to, there'll be all these palm trees and it's beautiful and fresh and bright. Well, even their parrots. We went to a natural, or what is it called? Like a wildlife preserve. We went to a wildlife preserve there. And their parrot, the alpine parrot, is like a dulled, richer green Hmm. And it has like these dull, but like richer reds that are like burgundy and darker and sultry bird. (laughs) (gasps) And so everything on New Zealand is more like overcast of an island. I'd call it like calming and comfortable. And then the people Mm -hmm. there, they're just, I I don't know if the first um, Airbnb host that we met they were teaching us how to say the E in New Zealand. It was like, 
I can't uh, like, remember like how, they say how, how it's like, like New Zealand. That's New sort of thing. yeah, yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah something that I couldn't remember yeah, now, but they have um, a lot of fun in life. They're just <laughs> like so easy going. Um, before I get to the actual like mishap story, one of the mishaps that led to this one was um, we were driving. And in New Zealand, you drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> you drive <laughs> on different from the other to. side of the road. <laughs> Maybe it's not wrong, but you drive on the left side of the road and you sit on the right-hand side of the car yeah. and your passenger's on the left side of the car and they don't really teach you anything. They're just like, go drive. You know how to drive, right? And I was like, <gasps> and so I was there by the airport and I got in this car and I just was like super white knuckled holding onto it. And I was like, I'm only going to go exactly the speed limit. And then um, my sister was an amazing navigator. And she's like, okay, turn right and then go over there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm not going into traffic. This is where we're supposed to go. And so I felt like a little old lady driving. And then... After, like, the first day, I was like, got this. And I adjusted. And oh, then I kind of had to do that, like, a little bit when I came back. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Go back to this side of the road. But mm -hmm. luckily, like, New Zealand's roads um, aren't, like, the European roads that are so small. So at least they were just as wide as the Western, oh, like, highways good. and stuff. So it was easier to drive. So we drove ourselves to our second Airbnb on this adventure, and we met our Airbnb hosts, and they were in the space above. We were in their basement, and the lady, um, we just started asking her, like, what do you like to do here? Because we always like to find out what the locals yeah. do, and we had no idea what our plan was for the day. The way my sister and I like to travel, which I really like traveling with her, <laughs> um, she and I like to plan the things that are like, we're going to go scuba diving. So we got to like set the place we're going to go. We set two or three, like we're doing these things. And then the rest is just, what do you want to do today? Uh -huh. And so this was our, one of our, what do you want to do today kind of days. And, um, we asked her like, where's the good place to go hiking or eat out or something. And she said, you need to go, um, to Rotorua. So um, Rotorua is a place where they have the redwoods. So I didn't know they oh, had redwoods I didn't know in New, New Zealand. Zealand had redwoods. Yeah, so they have cool. beautiful redwoods. They brought them from California, and they have. <laughs> they like, brought them there, like, and then planted them. Or do you mean? I don't know the transfer of like <laughs> how cool. people or how they got there, but redwoods are over there. And uh, we were hiking around, and instead of just a trail having its name at the beginning of the trailhead. New Zealand's like, okay, cool. So we have five paths you can go on here. And this path is red. This path is yellow. This path is purple. This path is blue. And this path is orange. And then they don't have any signs what? after that. And you just have to like, remember your color. And I was like, what about for people who are colorblind? <laughs> How does that work? So but, does it have anything to do with difficulty? Like in I skiing, thought so. you have green and then blue and then black is your most difficult. Right. Like a double diamond or like the colors. Or on a map, you'll have different colored 
trails. So this is the this is the purple road. And would it show it in markers as you were kind of going along? So, so they had on the path. They like, just I'm had, fascinated by this. Yeah, they had the markers that would have all the colors, and so this is how we looked at the map. There was this um, wooden sign <laughs> that had the um, printed on map. You know, it's just like permanent and then it showed you if you want to take the purple path this is where you're going to be going and what you'll see and so they were all like highlighted there and you could see what options they were and some did have a little bit difficult different levels of difficulty but i don't know how you pick what color is what difficulty and so we just kind of picked a medium one a moderate hike i don't remember what color it is now but <laughs> i'm like <laughs> Yeah, orange. What's, Mary, what's, what's a medium? I feel like it was color. a purple or like blue, purple, but yeah. one color Not that black. we got mixed. It was like something that you could mix up, and so we followed it. And then you would see the split, and it would be like arrows to the left or the right. And on the arrows, you'd have the blue and the orange, and then the purple and the green or something. Okay. And so you'd follow that arrow to go in all these loops. Well, somehow, we followed the arrow that ended up on the horse trail. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a horse trail. And so we got so distracted by all the plant life and everything. And I was like, ooh, look at this. And there was this cool hill. And so I was just trying to like run up this hill. And we were playing. And then we were like, wait a second. Which way do we go to get back? And so then we saw another post. And that was apparently the one that led us to the horse trail and it was also a similar color but it just had a little icon on it we didn't notice and the icon was of a person on a horse but it had the same color as the other path so we're like I guess we can go on this and and horses also come on our path for this yeah. part of the trail <laughs> and so then we realized that we were on the wrong path because like it was going up somewhere and we're like I swear this was supposed to be a loop <laughs> and it doesn't feel like a loop and like we're coming back and it was supposed to be moderate and we're like it's starting to get hard so there was a lady that showed up on the trail on her horse and she's like what you guys doing <laughs> you're not on horses so why are you why are you here on this trail and she was so sweet had her cute attitude local hey what you doing? What you doing out here? <laughs> I don't even know the accent, but she was so sweet. Pointed us in the right direction. We got lost a couple more times. <laughs> At least we were on the horse trail. But then we made it out and we're like, well, the whole time was beautiful. And we didn't have anywhere we had to get to. So <laughs> even though it was a mishap, we were like, well, it was fun. And was meanwhile, she's this, your white knight in shining armor that saves you to direct you, but really she's your purple. <laughs> yeah. On the purple path. On the, on the horse. She's your purple <laughs> horse leader. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, so New Zealand was amazing. And one of the things we saw on some of the hikes were like beautiful waterfalls or just like all that foliage and everything. So definitely oh. worth going. Yes. And definitely go to Hobbiton. <laughs> I was going to say, how tall was this lady? Oh, <laughs> she kidding. wasn't a hobbit. She was definitely an elf. Yeah, an elf. She definitely was more like an elf. 
And then you have, so we went across the world for New Zealand, and then you have a backyard story, basically. We're yes. here in Utah, and one of the towns in Utah is called Eagle Eagle Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. So you've had some fun in in Eagle Mountain. I think a few of us have been out that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one um, is kind of funny because, you know, I I'm divorced, so I'm single, and it's I call it single or dating this time around, because when you are single and you don't have a child in the picture, it's a completely different experience. Mm. Oh, I imagine. And so. Um, I had been dating this guy for like three months. He hadn't met my daughter and met his children because I just wasn't at that point where I wanted to do that yet. And then it was at the point where I was like, well, I don't really see it going anywhere and I wanted to be fair to him. So I ended, it wasn't even like we were officially boyfriend, girlfriend. We had just been seeing each other regularly for that long. And I was like, I just want to let you know I'm no longer interested. And he's like, oh, okay. And it was Cinco de Mayo and I had made him like some tortillas and stuff <laughs> and like nice little goodbye <laughs> thing it was like, like here's a nice dinner <laughs> it wasn't a dinner it was a lunch and then I left and I was like oh, what am I gonna do today because um it was the weekend I didn't have my daughter and so I had my new longboard this is really cool it looks like a leaf and um so, just, so this is your liberation celebration huh? yeah I was like gonna go like on my longboard and now we're Bye. gonna go play yeah, yeah. So I was in his neighborhood and I was like, I just had barely got this longboard. I'd never had one before, but I had ridden longboards a lot in college just with other people's boards and it was really fun. So I was like super excited to get started on that. Well, I was wearing flip-flops. So I was like, that's not safe to be in flip-flops. So I just didn't wear any shoes. <laughs> so I got on my longboard and was riding around and I was getting it down. It's like really good. And then... Um, there was this construction, you know, there's always construction in Eagle Mountain. They're building developments all the time. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I thought it was just like a normal street and I hit over like a screw or a, some kind of oh, no. something and it threw me off of my board and because of the momentum, I fell forward and I landed on my hands on my knees, but then um, I skidded forward. And so I was, as I was skidding forward because I didn't have any shoes on, it like ripped several layers of my skin uh, by my toes and mm, the side of my foot uh, and even like a little bit on my knee. And I, I like, I don't even know if I ripped my pants or something, but it was like, ow, I hurt my butt, bruised it for sure. And I was like, well, I definitely need to take it slower on longboarding, <laughs> but I was bleeding and I was too embarrassed to go back to the guy and be like, do you have any band-aids or can you have me like <laughs> his house wash is this the up? closest to, <laughs> to first aid. Yeah, yeah. And proximity. so I was like, oh. So I just got all my stuff and I like hobbled over to my car, put my longboard in there and I was like, <laughs> well, I'll try you later, but with shoes and my helmet on <laughs> like I should have. <laughs> and so I got home, cleaned myself up and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and like cry and Watch a chick flick. <laughs> Bandage myself up and take care of me because no one else will because I just ended it with him. <laughs> How is that driving home with your foot all crashed? I know. I was just, it was my right foot too, right and left oh. foot. And it was just slow and steady, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely had better experiences longboarding since. But 
Okay. Yeah. Who's to say that it wouldn't have happened with him anyway? Yeah, you know, like you know. he still would have been barefoot. Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Way to way to live it up. Way to try something new. Yeah. And, and way to chill yeah. with some ice cream afterwards. <laughs> exactly. Right. Beautiful way to end it. I like it. I, I do too. And yeah. I, I think that's awesome. And definitely props to you. I love it. <laughs> that's my silly story. Oh, but no, that's that's cool. Like, yeah. At the time, of course, it wasn't so cool because he got hurt and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love, like, you just live your best life for your best self. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for sharing your stories with us today. And to hear more fun, inspiring stories from women like Christine, yay, uh, keep listening to our podcast of Mountain Mama Misadventures. And do hop on and give us some good stars. Give us a bunch so that people, more women can connect, be empowered, and just get a good laugh out of their day from (laughs) listening to this awesome podcast. And I also want to remind you, you can find us or come join us on some adventures and trips that we do for women at, we have a website, it is mountainmama.org, but you spell it M as in Mary, T as in Tom, M-A-M-A-S dot org as it's just it's amazing and so much fun but that is it for today's adventure join us next time and as always remember a woman's place is in the mountains